there's something special about having an experience with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Conquer local. It's really a breath of fresh air. Good times. I help leaders go from anxiety to authority under pressure. And then let's go and get it. It's an ecosystem. The hardest part here is going to be getting me to shut up on this one. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Hosted by Jeff Tomlin. Welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Our show features successful sales leaders, marketers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs who will inspire you with their success stories. Each episode is packed with practical strategies as our guests share their secrets to achieving their dreams. Listen in to learn the highlights of their remarkable accomplishments and get tips to revamp, rework, and reimagine your business. Whether you're a small business owner, a marketer, or aspiring entrepreneur, the Conquer Local Podcast is your ultimate guide to dominating your local market. Tune in now to take your business to the next level. You know, I'm going to mess up the timeline a little bit here and let you in on a, well, it's probably not a huge secret, but we record these intros and the outros separately from the episode just to be efficient in the way that we put the whole thing together. And you'll notice at the beginning of the episode, I introduced Dave Charest as Dave Charest with my French Canadian accent. And I didn't want to make that mistake in the intro and the outro as we, we record it. And so with the proper Bostonian pronunciation. It's Dave Charest. So I'm Jeff Tomlin, and on this episode, we're pleased to welcome Dave Charest. Dave is the Director of Small Business Success at Constant Contact, the online marketing leader trusted by millions of small businesses. In his role, Dave acts as an educator and an advocate for small business leaders, marketing professionals, and nonprofits, providing practical marketing advice to help them achieve their goals. He's a dynamic leader, speaker, creator, and award-winning marketer who strives to inspire small businesses by simplifying the complex world of online marketing. He's also the host of Be a Marketer podcast. Get ready, Conquerors, for Dave Charest coming up next on this week's episode of the Conquer Local podcast. Dave Charest, welcome to the Conquer Local podcast. Thanks for taking time out of your busy day to join us here. How are you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, thanks for having me here. And I love, so I, I have to stop you for a second because I think what you did, because uh, you, you're in Canada, I believe, correct? Right? I am. So you, you gave me the charade. So yeah. our, uh, so we've, I've American, it's Americanized for me over here. So it's, uh, we say charest, but our charest. CEO at Constant Contact is uh, from Canada as well. And so he's always jabbing me. It's like, it's charade. It's charade. <laughs> charade. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, ah, oh, there, yep, okay. <laughs> you Bostonatized the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't make that mistake again. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Um, looking forward to chatting today. Hey, um, Constant Contact's been a longtime partner of Vendasta and one of our uh, one of our good friends in the in the industry. Uh, you've been doing this since the '90s. And uh, you've seen a lot of things. Maybe just you know start with your reflection on on how email marketing has changed, you know, over the past couple mm. decades. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's even a more interesting thing to to say that out loud, right? The past right. couple of decades. Decades. I mean, Constant Contact has been doing this for what twenty eight years. I've been at the company for twelve of those years, and uh, it's one of those weird things. I think 
it, it's changed and it hasn't, right? So of course, a lot of technical things have changed, right? When I when I start thinking about just the product in general, right? When you start thinking about a, a better editing experience for our customers, you start thinking about, of course, the mobile device came out, right? So you got to think about mobile responsiveness, those types of things. Um, then of course, there's the other things in, in terms of just like regulations, right? Uh, making sure that you have implied and expressed consent, all the different things in there with GDPR and, and all of that other stuff that comes into play. Um, I think changes more recently that are happening just in terms of like deliverability, right? We are where people like uh, Google and, and, and Yahoo are asking for authentication and things like that to happen. Um, and then you think just in terms of the advances in automation, uh, things like dynamic content, um, all of those things have come to, along to really accentuate uh, what you can do with email marketing. But I think Realistically, at its core, it's really the same, right? And it's really about, uh, it's just a high, high ROI way. We see this time and time again that really allows our customers, uh, particularly when I'm, I'm thinking about small business customers, folks that don't have a technical background and folks that aren't necessarily marketers by trade, right? They're marketers by necessity more than anything else. It's just a, a really simple way for people to keep their business top of mind and, and really drive more business for themselves. And so I think that's the interesting dynamic of it. It's it's changed, but hasn't changed at the same time, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, right there, I, w I wanted you to reflect on that journey that email marketing's taken, but really constant contact now is, you're not just an email marketing company, you're sort of synony synonymous with email, m email marketing, but you've really diversified now and you've got a full marketing platform. And so talk a little bit about you know, the, the, the experience that you guys are creating now with, you know, for the, for the marketer. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think at the core, it's always, it always comes down to this core thing, right. And how you branch out from there. And, and for us, it's always about like, how do we help the small stand tall and compete, compete against their larger competitors and do those things. And so email of course, was that first tool that really allowed people to build those relationships that are important to them, right. To build those relationships with their customers so they could drive repeat business and, and raise awareness and, and do all that. So it started with email, uh, constant contact quickly branched out into doing things like surveys. So you could get more feedback and, and running events because that was another way that people could one, um, either do well back at the time when it started, it was really more about in-person events. Right. And so really, uh, start to build those relationships and cement them even more by having in-person events. Um, then social media comes along and now you've got this whole other way to kind of keep your business top of mind and communicate and reach a wider audience. And I think it's, it's, it's really thinking about pulling those things together and giving people the right tools that allow them to manage that stuff all in one place. And then, you know, of course, online marketing gets a little bit more sophisticated. So you start thinking about things like SEO, uh, Facebook and Google ads, um, even SMS marketing for that matter. And so it's really about like, yeah, how do we give people a place where they can have everything in one place. And again, I have to harp on this idea of design for small business owners. And so I think there are so many great tools out there for the enterprise level when you think of things like that and, and a business that has a team dedicated to yeah. <laughs> um, doing that specific thing where a small business owner is taking out the trash, um, dealing with customers and doing the marketing, right? So doing all of these things on top of it. And so for us, it's all about how do we put it all in one place? And Again, how do we design it in a way that's more intuitive and is simplified for that small business owner? Yeah, you, I mean, you're so right. You got people taking out the trash and ringing the cash register and 
and uh, you know running all aspects of their business and they're busy. Um, you know, I, when you look at the analytics behind it, um, email marketing still has a the highest ROI across different marketing activities that you could be doing. I know people always gravitate to the, you know, what's the new thing that I should be thinking about, whether it's, you know, this social platform or that social platform or this new thing. Um, but, you know, for the length and the period of time that email marketing has been around, it still produces the best ROI that you can get out of, you know, the, the myriad of different activities that you could do. Um, talk, talk, yeah, man, there probably aren't many, business categories where email marketing isn't, you know, a good idea for them to embrace, but maybe talk about, you know, some of the categories where people are really having success. I don't know if you have any specific stories, um, but yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, if, I think, you know, I, I've been fortunate in, in, in my career at, at Constant Contact to have a lot of interaction with our customers. I mean, most currently we, we host a, I host a podcast called Be a Marketer and we talk to our our customers who have been in business five plus years, right? So they've had that longevity, made it past that point where most businesses typically fail. And we talk to them about, you know, how that journey and how they've used uh, marketing in general and then constant contact specifically to help them do those things. And so some people come to mind. And I think what's interesting um, about what you'll hear as I start to tell some of these stories is that it's not like they're doing advanced things, right? It's very basic things that I think, even as you talk about, oh, what's the sexy new tool? What's the sexy new thing? I'm always like, start with the basics and then build on that as you want to, or as you feel you need to. But if you're always chasing the the sexy thing or the new thing without having that strong foundation, I always say like, let's earn that, right? Like get the foundation in place. So you've got something working for you. And then you earn the right to try those other things and try to make it better. But until you've got that, you're just wasting energy because you don't even have anything working yet, right? Yeah, and sure. so um, what's interesting with these, so I, I think of people like, um, so uh, we have one customer's name is Ricky Carruth and he's a real estate agent. And he's been sending a, a regular newsletter weekly, a weekly email uh, since 2007. And all he does is share his expertise and his analysis of the housing market. And since 2017, he's, he closes 100, 100 deals a year, and he doesn't do any prospecting. It's just from keeping in touch with that audience that he's built over time. And whenever they got something to buy or sell, who this first person they contact? It's Ricky, right? And so, again, that's all he's doing. <laughs> he's not using social on top of that. He's using social for other things now, but in terms of his real estate business, that's all he's doing, right? And so, again, simple. Um, I think of folks like um, uh, Michelle Cummings. She has like a team building and lead, she's like a leadership coach. And again, another consistency is something you'll hear here. A weekly email that has tips in it uh, about some type of leadership activity. And then she has a deal every Wednesday on some of the products that she offers for folks who are in that category. And uh, she says Wednesdays are always good sales days, right? Because, you know, people are getting the value from the newsletter and then they're finding an offer in there that's helpful to them as well. Um, and then we have a, a husband and wife team. They sell hot sauce, uh, Chris and Mary Ginder of Gindo's Spice of Life. And this is actually one of my, uh, this is like I like to do for Christmas for folks is uh, get them uh, some of these uh, gift boxes of the hot sauces they have. It's like a fresh pepper hot sauce. It's amazing. If you're into hot sauce, check them out. Um, but they have an email newsletter that regularly drives sales and details on their like limited edition sauces, the recipes that they have in events. And again, just the regularness of it 
right? That consistency. Um, they're just putting in deals, sharing information. You know, of course, there's that element of making sure that the people that are on your list have signed up for it, right? You've gotten that permission. They've raised their hand. And I think that it, that combined with the consistency are really the things that drive people's success with this. Top of mind, right? Keeps your business there. Um, and when somebody's either looking for what you have or somebody is asking if them if they know somebody who has that thing that you sell, like you're going to be the first person that comes to mind. And um, I think that's at the core of it. Yes, it can get more advanced, but at the core, if you can do that, you're going to see success with it. You know, oftentimes when people switch activities and they go to start doing something new, it's try to it's to try to fix, uh, you know, the trajectory of something. Hey, I need some sales, or I, I need to fix something. But you know, those two examples, you know, the hot sauce business or the uh, or real estate, two very different in in terms of you know the frequency by which you would you would. Um, engage with those clients and uh, a really good example, especially in the real estate space where to build that brand, you really have to be consistent and, and, and be, you know, invested in the long haul. And that's when you really see the fruits of, of, of building that brand, don't you? Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing. And I think what I like to, you know, we've talked to people that I, they, they almost, they almost put it as a challenge to themselves, right? It's like, okay, I have to, Whatever the consistency is, if it's once a month, if it's once a week, if it's every other week, they have that date in the calendar. They know that that's when they're going to send out that newsletter, send out that email. And it's uh, it's like a little personal triumph, right? To make sure that like, okay, that email got out, right? They're just showing up and that showing up sometimes is is more than half the battle a lot of the times, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, another, you know, uh, method of communication, uh, SMS is... Um, has become really popular and especially for its response rates because um, you, you know how much you know more personal it is because you know our email addresses get out and our sometimes our inboxes get get junky but don't so much have that challenge uh, with SMS although you, you might be getting it down the road but talk a little bit about what you guys are doing with SMS and and how people are using it now because People that I talk to that are really leveraging it have a ton of success. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of those things that's interesting um, because of that fact, right? That we've all got this device with us at all, all the time, and if that thing dings, we're looking at it right away, right? And it's it's through that it's that immediacy that you have that presents that opportunity, right? And um, particularly when you start thinking about even the other channels you have available to you, like they each have their kind of strengths and weaknesses, right? When you start thinking about social, for example, right? Like that's obviously great to engage with people and, and reach a new audience, but you're limited by algorithms now, right? You're not always in control of that and you don't own that audience, right? So that kicks you to email, which again, great because you own that list, right? You can contact people on your terms. You can reach people directly. But to your point, everyone is using email now. And so yeah. you're often... It filled up with like these other things that you're competing with in the inbox, right? Both from a personal perspective, from a work perspective, whatever the case may be. And so that gets challenging, right? But the opportunity again is that immediacy with the SMS channel. And the challenge though is how do you do it in a way that doesn't, um, for lack of a better term, upset people, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, just, uh, 
make people want to unsubscribe, right? And so you really got to think through that. And I think with any of these things, when you're thinking about marketing across any of these channels, it's how are you providing value and, and how are you finding that right balance of being promotional and providing that value? And I think there's a few questions we tell our customers to really think about when it comes to whether or not SMS is the right channel for the message that you're sending out. One, is it timely, right? There's, there's something... Um, to that immediacy, right? So you want to make sure the thing that you're sending has some type of timeliness to right. it. Um, I also think it's important to think about exclusivity, right? Because if somebody has given you that text message uh, or that text number and the ability to reach them immediately like that, use that for something special, right? Give Treat those people as VIPs, if you will. Yeah. Um, the other question is really, is it of interest, right? Is this something that that person's going to get and be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm happy I received that. I think the other thing is the nature of the channel is a lot more personal and a lot more conversational. And so you also want to ask that, like, is the message you're sending, is it just like a, hey, 50% off? Or does it actually feel like it's coming from somebody and somebody's writing to you? Like you would use that text channel because that's how we're used to using it. So does it feel personal and does it feel conversational? And I think if you can start to think through those lanes, you'll start to use that more pointedly rather than just saying, okay, I'm going to post about my sale on social. I'm going to post about my sale in an email. I'm going to post about a sale in my SMS, right? You just kind right. of, you're just creating noise in those channels that way. And so I think that's that's how we start to think about it. Um, you know, I love that. And by the way, everything you said there resonated with me. I've got a great example. It just showed up in my uh, SMS this morning. I got, you know, my regular six-month um, notification from the Great Canadian Oil Change. And so, you know, I'm a loyal customer, Always go and get my oil change there. Um, their timing is great because they they only uh, SMS me, they text me twice a year, and they know that it's, you know, based on the last time I was there, that it's pretty close to needing an oil change. And then the second thing that you mentioned, you know, they make me feel special. I'm a loyal customer. I'm going to go there anyways because it's convenient for me. Um, but uh, every time they remind me, they give me another 20% off uh, coupon to to, to use and you know yeah, there you go great example of you know timing and personalization making me feel special and you know using that channel in a in, in, in a in a responsible way yeah great examples um yeah so we talked about email we talked about sms those, the, those are you know two different uh um, two different tactics in your in, in your toolbox oftentimes creating you know a great online presence and uh, an experience for your customers, it involves integrating, uh, you know, different technologies. And so integrating these things is really, really important, uh, something that you guys do really well. And so I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about, you know, some of the best practices um, in integrating different technologies in order to create, you know, the ideal sort of experience for your customers? Yeah, I think it's really thinking through how you can use each of the channels. So if we go back to kind of what we've been talking about and thinking about social, right? Like in terms of, again, giving one place to do those things so you can manage your social channels, you can post and you can see who's responding and doing all that and obviously manage your email and SMS, that type of thing. But if we think across those three channels, you know, I mentioned earlier how you could, you're, you're saying, you know, here's my, you know, 20% off here, 20% off on this channel, 20% off on that channel. And that's fine. But if you think about what that really means is if you're doing the same thing everywhere, somebody doesn't really have a reason to follow you 
on all of those things. And I think because we're spending so much time in each of those channels, you want to be there so you're constantly top of mind, right? Like, And in order to do that in a way that keeps it interesting and engaging is to really think about leaning into each of those channels and using what they're good at to support, let's say, a particular theme of something, right? So I'll give you an example. When, you know, for example, when we were coming out with SMS for our customers, you know, I would use LinkedIn, for example, to, to put up a poll, right? LinkedIn polls work really well um, and would ask people, hey, are you thinking about adding SMS, right? So we get people thinking about this thing that we want them to think about. In an email newsletter, we would have more in-depth articles about SMS, right? There'd be more things about that topic. And we'd also highlight a webinar. Uh, and then through the text channel, we were sending people an invitation and reminders for an exclusive webinar, right? And so it's not we're just saying SMS, SMS, SMS. We're saying, hey, here's let's engage on social. That's where that engagement stuff happens. Let's get some conversation around a particular topic. Let's go more in depth with the email newsletter where we can reach people directly and point them to more resources, right? And then let's use that text channel as a way to be exclusive and offer them something that they're not going to get, right? And so if you start thinking about it that way, now, yeah, you're using each of those channels. You're supporting the goals that you're setting for yourself and the topics that you want to cover. But you're doing in a way that if I see that on social and I get an email and I get a text, I'm not like, Oh, this again? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're actually like, oh, yeah, this is a, 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 a more in-depth kind of look at it as a whole. And I think that's the big opportunity with these things. It's not about just doing the same thing everywhere. It's like, how do you lean into the strengths of those things, and then create a plan that allows you to expand and keep yourself top of mind there without being annoying, I guess, is the way I'm yeah, trying to what I'm man, trying that, to say. That, that's a great insight on how how to think about the different channels and how to how to use them differently because i think a lot of people sort of struggle with that hey i've got you know uh, half a dozen different channels that i'm posting stuff to should i be posting the same thing all the time and cutting and pasting uh over there or should we be using these things differently and so i think that perspective is super helpful um in in creating like a really good experience to be because it is annoying if you just post the exact same thing on all, all the different channels and probably not very effective at all. Yeah. <laughs> one, one thing I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, we, uh, on the podcast here, we talk, uh, ask a lot of questions about AI because um, clearly it's top of mind of everybody and, and um, everyone's thinking about, you know, how can I really leverage it in, in order to create efficiencies no matter what sort of aspect of my business that I'm taking a look at. And um, particularly in the marketing technologies, uh, uh, you know, we're finding, you know, at Vendasta that it, it's really helpful if we think about it and I'll use an annoying term, uh, but uh, it, it to, to help with sort of robotic process automation, which means, you know, those, mm. those things that are really repetitive, that, that AI is really good at automating to make you more efficient um, in, in the things that you're doing. Um, but I wanted to get your take on, on the, the role AI is going to play, you know, right now, but into the future, um, yeah. in, in making people better marketers. Yeah. So I'll give you some ways that we kind of think about it and I'll even share, you know, some of the ways we use it internally. And I mean, we've been using AI, uh, since probably around tw tw 2019 or so, uh, behind the scenes and, and we use that to help us maintain our industry-leading 97% deliverability rate. Uh, 
Uh, so we have a tool we call the Spaminator internally. And what that does is help us process emails behind the scenes uh, so we can identify potential bad actors, right? And and just it allows us to do that at a rate that, of course, if you're sending billions of emails, right, like you have to be able to do that, that, you know, humanly, we just can't catch everything, right? And yeah. so this allows us to flag certain accounts that may be bad actors um, or somebody, you know, mistakenly doing something, but allows us to then take that next step and reach out to stop that uh, from happening before it causes a problem for our customers, right? And so that's one way we're just using it internally. And I, I think those things will continue to develop uh, the tools that you'll use internally. But when I think of the small business specifically when it comes to AI, I think, of course, there's the content creation piece of it. I mentioned, you know, a majority of our customers aren't necessarily marketers uh, by trade. They have a marketer hat on. Um, so they're not necessarily in the place where they have the brain <laughs> for the marketing, right, or thinking through it that way. And I think, um, you know, we've got a content generator within the product that allows people, whether they're posting on social text, whatever it is, you can put in a few keywords to let it know what you're trying to do. And then we'll give you some pretty decent copy to, to start with or even use as is if it meets your needs. Right. But allows you to save time on staring at the blank page and trying to struggle with what it is I'm supposed to say there. Right. I think the other thing that we're probably missing in the big conversation with generative AI, particularly right now, because that seems to be the hot button. Um, is this the the ability to process data? And I think this is, to me, this is actually the most exciting thing. And I hope we get uh, to a place where it becomes even more readily available, particularly to our small business customers, because the fact that you can just process the data in a way that you wouldn't humanly be able to, and then recognize patterns and see where and make predictions as to what would be, let's say, the next best message to send somebody will help you uncover sales in ways that you just wouldn't be able to do otherwise, right? So if you think of typically, right, what we would say is do promotional emails and non-promotional emails, right? So you're promoting things at times when people are ready to buy and you're keeping people and you're keeping your business top of mind and engaged when they're not ready to buy. Knowing, for example, if you sell coffee, right, one person drinks 10 cups a day versus somebody else who drinks two, knowing when to send the, hey, is it time to reorder email for each of those people um, is going to get you a better result than, than not knowing, right, and treating kind of a group of people as a, as a whole almost, right? And so that to me is really exciting because it, it gets us to that point, right? As marketers, we always love to say like, send the right message to the right person at the right time. AI actually will get us to this place where we can send the right message to the right person at the right time, right? And so, yeah. and treat people as individuals. And I think that's actually really interesting. Um, the other thing I think is it's going to help people be able to plan, right? Particularly when you don't have that marketing knowledge necessarily when you're first coming in, it will give you things to think about. Okay, here's what you're trying to do. Here's how lately it will help you build a plan for that. And that's where we're moving with constant contact. Um, the other is just really acting as a coach and an assistant to get stuff done within the marketing realm. Um, I think, you know, all of those things are going to be really interesting and exciting um, in the marketing world. I think we'll have some other interesting and exciting things or, or maybe scary things to talk about in the world at large uh, with AI. But from the marketing perspective, I think it uh, can definitely be beneficial in terms of just helping with what should I do next, right? How do I build on what I have and how do I save myself time? Yeah, I, I like that a lot. And likewise, I, I'm, I'm as excited as you are about 
you know, the, 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 an, the analytics and what we can do with AI in terms of interpreting it. You know, we've all got our analytics dashboards and sometimes we don't look at them enough, but you look at them, but the question is, hey, what is the insight? And then, and then, yeah. and then what should I do? And that's the, you know, the hard part uh, oftentimes. And uh, so, uh, yeah, likewise, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, any other, you know, big innovations that are coming down the pipe in the future that you, you, you think that, hey, these are the next big changes that you're going to see in, in the marketing world? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think, you know, I think definitely this AI stuff is, is going to have more and more like build on to it, right? That That's going to be the next kind of wave of things. I think, I think there are two, two types of people kind of in the in the world where it comes to innovation and where things are changing and and, and 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 moving forward right there's kind of the folks that are early adopters and i think if you're one of those people i think it's really just jump in right whenever something new comes out jump in and take a look at it and and have an eye toward how can i use this to my advantage and then i think if you're not an early adopter i think the other thing is really looking for tools you're using or integrations with tools that you already use that are really just designed to save you time, right? And I think that's the big thing. So you just take advantage of this technology. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think as we get um, further away, I always, I always kind of say we've been talking a lot about just, you know, the busy season right now. It's, of course, the holiday season and people are, you know, shopping and it's an important time for small businesses. You know, when we're talking about why should someone shop small? You know, I often lean on the fact that like when you think of where big businesses these days are really trying to take the human equation out of things, when you think of when you go and you're scanning your own items at the store and you're bagging your own groceries, you're doing all of these things. Yeah. Or, there's something special now, which seems strange to say, but there's something special about having an experience with somebody who knows what they're talking about and is a human in front of you right? no or kidding. even on the phone or wherever the case may be, right? And so this is where I think there's a real opportunity. And so if I'm you know, thinking on it as I'm saying it out loud, the innovation is to go back to a simpler time where you've got humans involved in the mix and you're talking to your customers and making that feel like a special experience. You're creating unique experiences for people in a way that, I'm sorry, but robots cannot do, right? Yeah. I mean, that actually, when I start to think about that too, it's like, that's what I love about working at Constant Contact is that you know, our customers can actually pick up the phone and talk to someone if they need help with something. And I think that's a valuable piece of information <laughs> or, or, or thing to have for people as well, because we know people need that help. Man, I'll give you a big amen to that. I remember coming back from a conference and sitting in the, I think it was a Minneapolis airport and uh, went over to a bar to get a drink. And well, the bartenders really don't talk to you anymore. You've got a little iPad in front of you and you order on the oh, iPad and then yeah. your drink shows up. And, and I, I remember, you know, putting out on my Facebook page, boy, I really like the old days when people would, <laughs> you know, we, we acted like humans and talked to each other. Yeah. The, that's it. That's interesting. when you take your, your take on looking at the future and bringing back some of the old and, uh, and thinking about how to make a great experience and what, what that is. Hey, um, uh, David, it's been an absolute pleasure spending a few, few minutes with you and, and, and chatting uh, about the innovations in marketing and, and taking a little look at the future here. Um, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how do they reach out and, uh, and contact you to continue the conversation? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, Jeff, also uh, great chatting with you here today. I appreciate the opportunity. Um, of course, if people want to learn more about Constant Contact, constantcontact.com is the place to go for that. Me, um, you want to reach out to me, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn, Dave Charest on LinkedIn. Um, and if you want to invite me to your inbox, you can go to my website, davesharest.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter as well. Um, but uh, yeah, love to connect with people uh, wherever they feel they want to. Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in the Conquer Local podcast. Best to you and uh, hope you come back and uh, spend some time with us in the future and we can continue the conversation. Thanks, Jeff. You know, it's been an engaging conversation with Dave Charest. You know, we covered a lot, but two key takeaways that stand out. Firstly, you know, the evolution of email marketing for small business is more crucial than ever. I enjoyed Dave's testimonials about their client success in multiple verticals, as well as personalized content illustrating the lasting impact of mastering the basics and staying consistent. I couldn't agree more. Now, secondly, Dave mentioned the complexity of multi-channel marketing. Um, emphasizing the need for unique content across different platforms and channels. His insights on the responsible use of SMS, the power of immediacy, and Constant Contact's AI-driven efficiency offer practical guidance for businesses navigating, you know, a, a pretty complex marketing landscape. If you enjoyed Dave Charest's episode discussing email marketing, keep the conversation going and revisit some of the older episodes from our archives. Check out episode 645, Boost sales and monetize your online presence with effective strategies with Stefano Colonna or episode 638, Achieving Agency Success with Direct Mail with Brian Davidson. Until next time, I'm Jeff Tomlin. Get out there and be awesome. You've been listening to the Conquer Local podcast presented by Vendasta. Tune in next week for a new episode. Guest discovery and produced by Suleiman Adam. Marketing by Rory Lawford, Brandon Moore, and Suleiman Adam. Executive producers, Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Suleiman Adam. Recorded at Vendasta headquarters on the Canadian prairies.